I'm interested in your business. Tell me a little well, bit more about uh, Ketamine Wellness Infusion. Ketamine Wellness Infusions uh, has been a um, long time coming. It's um, something that I started to think about several years ago when I first read that ketamine was being used for depression and chronic pain. Um, having been a nurse anesthetist for 35 years, I've used ketamine many times in the operating room, but um, we never realized going way back, we just didn't know of the wonderful uh, antidepressive properties that it had. So it's kind of like an old dog doing new tricks. It's, um, it's a very old drug. We've been using it in the operating room for 60 some years, probably more. And then we started to realize that it had these wonderful antidepressive properties. Mm -hmm. So um, they started to do studies, some formal, some informal. I think the ones in California were mostly informal, but they were doing studies to see, you know, how, um, how ketamine affected the brain, uh, were there any side effects, um, how long did the effects last for? And they started to realize that this drug that we had been using to sedate people was really had so much more to offer. So, um, mm -hmm. how much do you know about John C. Lilly? John C. Lilly? Mm -hmm. uh, I know I've, I've heard the name <laughs> and it's probably in my book of ketamine papers. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah. Is but he was one of the original pioneers of, yeah. of ketamine and the whole psychedelic movement. So, although ketamine itself isn't really psychedelic, it's, it's it is classified right now as a psychedelic because there's, they don't really know where else to put it, but it's actually a dissociative anesthetic. Mm -hmm. cool. So it creates more of an out-of-body type of experience than an actual hallucination type of experience. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I've had that experience. I've got ketamine in more of a clinic, mm -hmm. like, in more of a setting like yours mm -hmm. for a shoulder. I had, oh. had to reset my shoulder. Oh, um, yeah. So when they put me under, obviously I was given an anesthetic too. But I always say that the first 10 seconds before the anesthetic hit was like Tron World. Yes. And it was very- That was the ketamine. And it was very, yeah, oh yeah. That was the ketamine. It definitely was. Um, yeah. Cool. How did you feel when you woke up? Drunk. <laughs> fully drunk yeah they also had a huge amount of morphine in me and the anesthetic i'm sure was right. not too happy with me but because <laughs> that's like the worst things for you apparently anesthetics take a long time to get out of your blood huh some more than others yeah mm -hmm. some more than others ketamine takes about 24 hours but it's not the actual ketamine after a few hours it's more of the breakdown product the norketamine that's actually mm. floating around your system. Interesting. Which still has effects, but not as strong as the actual ketamine. Cool. I come from a place of more recreational psychedelic use, mm -hmm. but I've still used that to try and help myself and further myself in mm -hmm. my life. It's definitely gotten me a little bit further than you know, I thought. Um, for a person like me interested in ketamine therapy, not you know coming from a psychologist or not coming from a medical, uh, you know, advice just kind of intuition wise mm -hmm. what would you get what advice would you give a person like me going into this for the first time um well i would say um 
Patients who experience ketamine, I would say 99% of my patients who have experienced ketamine, and we've had about maybe 350, 400 patients come through in the last year and a half, um, they are all amazed at the experience. They're amazed at what their brains can do, and they are very glad that they had the experience. So mm -hmm. I would say, do your research as to where you do it. Yeah. Um, if you want it to be a less medical experience, um, there are retreats and things like that. But here at Ketamine Wellness, we have, um, so we're not doing it purely for experiential. We have certain criteria mm -hmm. that are set forth by a group called the ASKP3. So before I even mm -hmm. come in, I have to check off these boxes. Correct. Okay. I can't Correct. just come in because I'm stoked on ketamine and I want exactly. to. Exactly. If a psychiatrist sends somebody in or a pain management doctor sends somebody in, then we know why they're coming. We know they've been evaluated. But many of our patients find us on Google because they're not feeling well. They Google ketamine or, or you know, depression relief near me. And so we have to have standards. We have to have some set of criteria that... Um, you know, that we use so that we're not, you know, we don't want to have a, <laughs> we don't want to hurt anybody, but, and we also yeah. don't want to have a reputation as, um, you know, Taking the party it. place. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. So the ASKP3 is an organization that was formed to develop standards for ketamine providers. No matter what the background of the ketamine provider, we want all the clinics that offer for the prime reason of not getting into a, um, a recreational realm. Yeah. We, want, we want to make sure that the ketamine is uh, delivered safely, uh, discreetly to a, to a group of patients that we think it will truly um, help mm -hmm. and, and that they'll truly get benefit out of it. Who are the patients that come in most and experience the most help? Patients with treatment-resistant depression are the ones that I believe I have seen the most uh, benefit it's from the ketamine. Uh, so patients who have tried um, several other modalities of therapy, whether it be multiple medications, whether it be TMS, whether it be ECT, all of these different types of treatments for depression, mm -hmm. some patients who have come to us have tried all of them and none of them have worked. And so ketamine for them, ketamine infusions is its really the last ray of hope that they have. Why do you think it works for so many of those people that the treatments didn't work for before? I think because it just works so differently. It, it works completely differently than the SSRIs, the SNRIs, Can you TMS. Can you a little bit about how that works? Sure. Ketamine is a glutamate receptor antagonist. So in other words, it blocks the glutamate receptors and keeps more of the Ketamine keeps more of the glutamate free to circulate uh, in the bloodstream and to interact with the other neurotransmitters. That's one mechanism. The other mechanism is that it is also known to cause neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is the growth of new neuron connections within the brain and central nervous system. Yeah. So there are new pathways for the patients who are having um, you know, trouble finding help um, the new pathways create uh, new connections for their brain and central nervous system. Yeah. So it helps in a completely different way.
you have all these energies going through your brain mm -hmm. and uh, when there's too much water going through a pipe, a pipe bursts. So you have to make new pipes right. to create new space for that energy to go. Exactly. Exactly. <coughs> and um, it's been described as a control-alt-delete for the nervous system. Interesting. A lot of people feel that it's like a reboot. An energy reset, mm -hmm. something like that. Interesting. Do you have any... Uh, What's like the intensity level like that people describe? So like, I'm sure that you've had people that come in that have experience with other psychedelics. Right. So, um, um, how do those people that have experience with other psychedelics react to this for the first time? Well, patients who come in who have told me about their other psychedelic experiences, um, they say that this is much different. Um, not, maybe not completely different, but this is a more out of body, I'm looking down on myself, but I'm not seeing pink elephants fly by. Mm -hmm. So it's not as much of a hallucinogen. It takes a good uh, amount of <laughs> mushrooms to get you to that point yeah. where you're out of your body. So okay. there's a lot of elephants before you get mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Right. So this, this is quick acting. The reason ketamine, I think, has become so popular of a treatment, aside from the fact that it works really well, is that it works really quickly, too. So <clears throat> where some of the medications can take months to work, mm. ketamine works, you know, yeah. and that can within a like, couple of sessions usually. Yeah. That's huge because a lot of the stopping point for some people with other psychedelics is how intense it is right. to get to those answers. So the nice thing about intravenous ketamine, the reason I prefer... And that sounds like the craziest possible thing <laughs> psychedelic-wise is intravenous Intravenous. Ketamine. But this is... Again, this is a safe drug. This is a drug we've been using this for years in the operating room and now years in this, in this realm. And it's completely within our control. So I have, you know, I know exactly the dose that I'm giving you. I know that it's being absorbed 100%, not maybe this much, maybe that much as with the nasal and like the IM. Maybe and the chemist dripped the right maybe, amount of right. acid on the paper. Right. And I'm selecting the dose. Uh, based on weight criteria and other criteria. So if and patients, you were previously I'm a nurse anesthetist. Okay. I still am. Are I you, still work in the hospital. Is that an anesthesiologist? Or is that so nurse anesthetists have very special training. Uh, we are not uh, MDs mm -hmm. or DOs. We have not gone to medical school. But what we have done is we've been nurses who went through a full, you know, program of nursing. We went back to school for additional training. But in between those extra two years, now it's even more. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we had critical care experience. So I had three years of cardiac care experience mm -hmm. in between my, uh, my nursing degree and my anesthesia training. Cool. So I felt very well prepared to take care of patients yeah. under anesthesia. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's a huge thing, obviously, set and setting going into your experience. Mm -hmm. But one of the biggest things is the administer. Right, right. <laughs> you know? You hear horror stories of people going to like Peru and you know Nicaragua for right. those ayahuasca retreats, and it's just some bat backwards, you know, hat wearing dude giving them one of the most powerful experiences right. in their life. So it's kind of nice to know that you have a medical background. As well yeah, as just in case, <laughs> just in case. Most people do absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a very safe drug, but there are still times where things can happen. Yeah. Um, you know, people have undiagnosed conditions, 
um, maybe undiagnosed hypertension or undiagnosed seizures or undiagnosed whatever. Unrealized In any case, trauma. unrealized, <laughs> yes. But even physically, that, that would be mentally, but physically. Yeah. And so I believe that it's the safest way possible to be monitored, to have your blood pressure, heart rate, and oxygen level monitored, and to some, have somebody watching over you while you're, while you're having that experience that knows what to do in case. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a couple times I'd be cool to be hooked up to yeah. a heart monitor. Yeah. <laughs> Things happen. Yeah. And it's, it's good to know that you know, you're sa being safely taken care of. And that's what I like to stress to my patients. Safety first. Yeah. You know, it's great to have the wonderful experience too, of mm -hmm. course. And even better, it's when your depression goes away. But it has to be done safely. Absolutely. We're here to do some work. Not yep. To have some fun. Exactly. And if you have fun along the way, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm great. okay with that. Right. Um, so one thing that I've noticed in the psychedelic community for, especially people getting off opioids, especially people, well, a lot of times dealing with depression, is that it gives them that sense of power and it gives them that strength, but over mm -hmm. time that slowly dwindles. Mm -hmm. Have you felt that same way with ketamine where people have to come back for retreatment? Some patients do have to come back for boosters. Okay. And when I am meeting with the patient for the first time, I let them know that. I let them know that there's a good chance that they'll probably need to come back for boosters, mm -hmm. at least for a little while, until maybe they're feeling well enough that they can use some of their other tools Yeah, because it can be a them. dangerous thought to leave somewhere thinking that you're cured. Exactly. I don't ever want to be misleading to anybody. I like patients to know. It's part of their decision-making process, and they have the right to know. Yeah. So I tell them up front. Nice. Yep. Is there anything else that you want to get out about? Uh, I just would like people to know that... Um, you know, we take um, each patient very seriously. Um, we take your safety and your health very, very seriously. And we also want everybody to know that we're here as a resource for other, you know, for other needs in case um, maybe you need a referral for a therapist or a psychiatrist, or maybe you're looking for some other type of uh, tool to help you, um, maybe certain types of music for to play during your uh, during your infusions because music is a big part of the, the setting. Yeah, and so you know we can recommend music, and I can recommend therapists, psychiatrists. Um, we like to offer a little bit extra, not just thank you, here's your infusion, thank you very much, and, and I, see you. I believe you also offer a ride home for when you feel We do, we offer rides home, because we don't want that to be the reason that somebody can't come in, that would be silly. Although it is very important to have the ride home. Um, nobody should be driving after they have a ketamine infusion. So that's, that's very important. And so we feel very strongly about it, and that's why we, we do offer the ride service. I want everybody to be safe when they leave here, and know that they got home safely. Nice. And um, we also, we offer, we have a newsletter. I keep going. Please. We have a beautiful newsletter that we put out every month that has different tips and di we highlight different, uh, you know, some, we highlight nutritional um, tips and we highlight tips for uh, ketamine patients, different things, um, different nutritional ideas for mental health, and or just wellness and well-being. Um, we highlight uh, different, maybe a, a publication that's worthwhile for our patients to look into or a podcast. 
Um, we've offered different events from our center here. We, we like to um, give people extra tools to use. So we, we've offered um, um, a yoga nidra evening where we had an expert in yoga nidra um, do a, a Zoom presentation. And, um, mm -hmm. and we, we've offered um, <laughs> nutritional-based um, Zoom lectures uh, so that patients can maybe get something out of that. When you, when you start to lose weight, if, you're, if that's your goal, you start to lose weight, you feel better, you're less depressed, certain foods can increase different levels of nutrients yeah. in your brain, and that Absolutely. certainly certainly adds to feeling of well-being, exercise, um, all kinds of things. So we try to encourage patients to utilize the tools yeah. that they may already be using, but to give them new ones too. Oh, it's a whole world, yeah. Exactly. It's a tip of the iceberg. <laughs> it's a tip of the iceberg. Tip of the mushroom. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's wonderful because it's it's helping a lot of people. Oh. So you do a lot more here than just ketamine. Well, we uh, ketamine is the only psychedelic that we do uh, here that we utilize, but we but we do offer IV nutritional um, infusions. We okay. We offer vitamin infusions, um, mineral infusions, combinations, um, all different infusions for different purposes. Uh, we have um, patients who come to us for a whole variety of reasons, uh, with different either ailments or they just want to maintain their health. Um, they want to keep themselves healthy before they get sick or have ailments. Yeah. So they come in for that. I, uh Pretty high level athlete at this point. Mm -hmm. A lot of these, uh, anything that you could inject into me that'll help me recover. Well, yeah, we like actually offer muscle, yeah, ligament <laughs> action or somewhere or the other. There, we do. We offer um, infusions for recovery, and um, they contain some amino acids. Uh, just the hydration alone is helpful. Mm -hmm. the muscles work much better when they're hydrated. Um, we offer. Um, Things that work at the mitochondrial level, and the mitochondria, are, that's where all of your energy comes from to begin with. The so. powerhouse of the cell. The powerhouse of the cell, yes. You've had the training. <laughs> so things like um, glutathione, NAD, these uh, work, work on the cellular level, yeah, cool. and they are very helpful. Do a lot of these things go in conjunction with the ketamine? They can. Yeah. They I've certainly can. I have had some patients. Hydration and then the experience. I have had some patients who wanted to do ketamine along with a vitamin infusion. It sounds like I would probably get the hydration one before I'd do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. They do work well together. Yeah, and like it's not a problem to, you know, <clears throat> either give one followed by the other or give them at the same time or, you know. Ketamine and the vitamins work nicely in the sandbox. They play well together. They play so. well together, yeah. so you're not really So we can give them through the same IV. That's fine. It's not a problem. That's nice. Right. <laughs> Very few of the uh, elements or the nutrients that we give don't get along well with other things. So cool. we, we either give them IV push, which is just at the end of, let's say, at the end of your ketamine infusion, we would just push it through the IV mm. and flush the line and do all that just to make sure that there was no interaction. Nice. So I noticed your just brochure reminded me a lot of like a pliable brochure where it's like build your own. Yeah, I mean, we can. Patients um, patients come in and, and they want their infusion for different things that they're working on. I have one guy who's been 
uh, coming in for very high-dose vitamin C infusions. He doesn't have cancer, which is what high-dose vitamin C is usually used for. Mm -hmm. But um, he feels that he needs to detoxify his body, and um, he wants this pro-oxidative effect that you get from the very high-dose vitamin C. And so um, he gets his high-dose vitamin C, and he swears that he feels much better. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it seems like for people that know what they want, it's almost harder for them to get what they right, want right. in the medical world. <laughs> right, it can be. That's so true. if you know what you need, it's hard to convince people that it is what you need. Absolutely. And things can be very rigid in the med medical world. You know, there's this rule, this protocol, you can only have this with this. Uh, we try to relax that a little bit and be as flexible as we can. Yeah, definitely. Definitely good. So, the... Um, I think so. I think that's what I mean. yeah, most of it. <laughs> all right, let's see some pretty backgrounds. <laughs> okay. I hope I answered all your questions well. Hell yeah. Those are, right. Yeah, no, perfect. So you're a skateboarder, huh? Yeah. It's good for you. Good for you.